Hey everyone, this is David Curry at the Curry Homes Podcast. I want to take a couple minutes and just thank you this morning for tuning in, uh, for, for being valuable listeners and, and really loving to uh, share some responses with you. And I, I get feedback from you all the time. It's been, it's been fantastic to hear from so many of you. Uh, I want to take a moment today just to focus on something that, that maybe a lot of people know about but don't really understand, and that's credit score. So everybody knows that it's basically the best measurement that we have of your value as a human on this planet. I mean, not really, but it oftentimes feels like that because sometimes, you know, if you've got a bad credit score, people just write you off. Ah, you're done. It doesn't really matter for you. So I want to take a moment to, to really talk about maybe the biggest financial mystery that you have, and that's credit score. So everybody knows they have one. They just don't know what it is, what it means, or how they can change it. So so let's cover a few of the basics here and how it can affect uh, your ability to finance a home, your ability to borrow money in general. Uh, a lot of people think that a credit score is just the measure of your ability to, to repay a loan, but it's actually the measurement of, of two different factors. How likely are you to default on a loan? So how, how likely are you not going to be able to pay it off? And how likely are you to be profitable to the lender? So that that's the kicker. Lending institutions need to be sure that they're going to make money somewhere so, so they've created this formula, this credit score, to be sure that you, the borrower, match the criteria in both of those categories. So so if, if you are, are past the, hey, this person's not going to default and this person is going to be profitable and make us some money, then deal. We'll give you money. We'll, yeah, we'd love to give you money. So I want to give a, a kind of a, a, a an example, I guess, of, of what this would be like in regular life. So if we look at two different guys, Tom, Tom's a wealthy guy. You know, he carries a credit card. He doesn't like carrying cash. Every month he racks up $3,000 on debt on his card. And, and let's say his available balance is 3500 So he's almost maxing out his credit card every month. The, Tom, loves, Tom loves his caviar. He loves his whiskey. He loves really expensive stuff. But he pays it all off every single month in cash. So, I mean, he is, he's, you can tell he's wealthy. He racks it up on his card, pays it all off immediately. Uh, but on the other hand, let's talk, let's talk about Bob. Bob's scraping by. Bob's living paycheck to paycheck. But Bob's extremely responsible. He pays off only the minimum payment or maybe just a little bit more uh, on all of his credit cards, but they're only charged up to 30, 40, or 50 percent of their available balance. Uh, so who do you think is, is going to be uh, the, the better borrower here? Bob, Bob who, is, who is living paycheck to paycheck, he only pays off the minimum balance. So what's that, like 100 bucks on $3,000? Um, available balance and and uh, his credit cards are only charged up to 40 50 percent or Tom who's maxing out his credit cards and paying it all off every month who does a lender want to lend money to well to tell you the truth it's actually not Tom Tom he, we know that he's got cash we know that he can pay in cash to tell you what like a lending institution doesn't really care about Tom until they walk through the door with a with a two million dollar house that he wants to buy and then they say sure we'll give you 1.5 million but Bob on the other hand who's looking to take out a small loan they know that Bob is going to be able to repay why because he's extremely responsible he carries that debt over a long-standing period of time I want someone like Bob because I know I can make money off of him I, like I said before I, I'm not really interested in Tom because I know that he's gonna go cash all the time um, but Bob is where the money's at in the general public and lending institutions know that so 
you've got this credit card, you've got this credit score, you want to try and make this effective so that you're going to buy a home down the road. You want to make sure that your credit score is top notch. How can I do that? I've got three takeaways for you. The first is three trade lines for three months, a three by three. What does that mean, you say? Well, uh, whether that's a department store card or a credit card or, or, or a mortgage or you've got an auto loan or maybe student loans, uh, lending institutions and people that pull credit reports want to see you have three trade lines for three months. So if you take three of those, let's say you've got a department store card, a credit card, and a mortgage, uh, that's three lines of credit that they want to see um, for about three months or longer. So you know that's that's one thing that you should have and that's one thing that you can have to increase your credit score and make sure that it's top notch is you have three trade lines uh, anything where you're borrowing credit is going to be a trade line for you so student home loans is one but people often ask you know our cable bills or utility bills do they count in a in a, a credit sense and, and really they don't because you're not borrowing any dollars so if you don't have a three by three, if you don't have three trade lines that you've had for three months, go to Kohl's, go to the gas station, get a store credit card, buy 150 bucks with it and pay it off right away. Just get it over with. So, But at least a lender, when they pull your credit report, knows exactly um, where you're at with your three trade lines for three months. Point number two, be sure your revolving credit is not too high. And what do, I mean by, what do I mean by that? Be sure that you're not using too much of your available balance each month. So if you've got a $5,000 credit card limit and you rack up to $4,900 each month, that's not going to help you in your credit score. You need to put that down. Lenders want to see 50% and some even, some even say 30% or less being used on your card. So you, you want to make sure that you know exactly where your available balance is. You want to know exactly where you're spending each month. And you want to be sure that you're not creeping too high because that will negatively impact your credit score. You can also try and raise your available credit balance each year too. So if you have an available balance of $3,000 on your credit card, you can get that bumped up a lot of times to $5,000 or $6,000 or $10,000 each year um, by simply applying or calling and, and asking about that too. So be sure that you have, uh, and I would suggest to do that each year anyway, just try and increase your available balance each time um, that you can. Uh, and point number three, if your credit is in the tank, like if you're looking to buy a home at some point and you know that your credit's in the tank, if your credit's below 700 or 640 or if you're down in the fives, uh, I, would, I would encourage you to try and increase your, your credit score. Um, and one way to do that is to talk to a lender. And a lot of them have credit repair strategies that you can start on. Uh, and they're fantastic people to talk about with improving your credit and getting you set up for a home mortgage. Uh, another way to do that is to talk to a credit repair company. There are companies out there that specialize in fixing people's credit, and, and, and they're fantastic at it. That's what they do. Um, so let's take that and let's turn that around a little bit and let's say that you want to buy a home now what does this credit score that you've improved on what does it do for you in the long run so it can actually have a pretty large effect on the type of loan that you have and and what the interest rates that you're gonna get on that home mortgage loan so if all the credit scores let's say they're let's say they're bracketed they are bracketed uh, for particular interest rates if you have a credit score of 740 or above and this this will come out of every lenders mouth if you have a credit score of 740 or above you're, you're set 
you're in the bracket for the best loan percentage possible. So if you if the best loan percent right now is a 3.5% uh, conventional loan, then if you're above a 740, you got it. That's not an issue for you. Now, every so many points below a 740, you're going to be in a new bracket. But with that new bracket comes an increase uh, of about an eighth of a percent. It is an eighth of a percent on that loan percent. So you went from, let's say that you have under a 740, you have a 739. You just jumped into, rather than a 3.5% interest rate, you just jumped into a 3.625% interest rate. So that's, that's how that really affects your loan and your interest, point, your interest rates. Uh, and I mean, some of you may be thinking, wait, I mean, mine's, mine's 800. Why, why do I have the same interest rate as somebody that's got 740? Why can't I get a better rate? Why can't I get a 3.25? Well, I had this explained to me once, and I think it really makes sense. It's like clearing a high jump. If you clear the bar by one inch or two feet, you cleared the bar. It's the same with credit. You're all in the same bucket of borrowers who, through the lender's formula and studies, they're not going to default. So they see everybody above a 740 as borrowers who aren't going to default. Okay, we'll give them the best rate, whatever, that's fine. We know that they're not going to default typically on their loans. So you know, there's, there's several different brackets, and each one of them um, adds an eighth of a point onto your interest rates. Um, they want to be sure that the lenders, excuse me, the lenders want to be sure that they recoup their money somewhere. So where do they add that? They put that in the interest rate. So the more chance that you have of defaulting on your loan, they're going to add interest to that to be sure that they make up that money somewhere. So... An FHA loan, a Federal Housing Administrative loan, I mean, it's a government loan. They can go as low as a 580 score, a credit score, um, for to get you a home loan. But most lenders working with conventional loans, they, I don't think they'll touch you below 620. Uh, and But you can use those three points I mentioned earlier to try and bump up your credit score to get you in an affordable range uh, for your interest rates and your home loan. So... Also, you know, there's a, there's a few other things that I think are important that don't necessarily fall into any of these categories, uh, but I want you to know that when you're looking to buy a home and you apply for a loan, a lender's going to look at your credit report flat out. They're going to do it. That report's going to show the lender each time that you've had your credit report, report, credit report pulled. Excuse me. So if you've been to the car dealership five times in the last three months, and each time you were at one of those uh, car dealerships, they pulled a credit report. Your lender is going to see and assume that you're looking to buy a car. I, that's not a big shocker to them. They start to develop a picture of your habits. Lenders start to develop a picture of your habits based on what your credit payments show, based on how many times you've had your credit pulled, etc. So if a lender sees that pop up on their credit report, they say, okay, well, this person's looking to buy a car. We need to thoroughly evaluate the situation a little bit more of whether or not they can handle uh, an additional car payment on top of a home payment. Also, a lender sees that Let's take this for example. And cars seem to be the biggest example because they're a huge payment every month. Other than your mortgage, it, next comes a car payment for a lot of people. Uh, so if, you, if you're making only three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month and you tack on $1,000 worth of car debt, that's going to that's gonna crush you when it comes time to get a home loan and how much a, a lender is going to allow you to afford. So I want to use this as another example too. Uh, 
if a lender sees that you've leased a vehicle, not purchased a vehicle, but leased a vehicle, the lender has to take into account the whole value of the vehicle lease because they know that at the end of your lease, you're going to be making another purchase, whether that's towards a car that you're going to own or towards a lease. But if you purchase a car and you have that loan, then they'll be able to take only simply the loan payments per month versus the whole loan itself because they know that you've purchased the car and that when you finish with that loan, the car is yours. So think about that as well, that when you're, when you're looking to lease or buy a car, that might be playing a part in your future home purchase too. So talk to your, if you have a lender, talk to your lender, call me. Uh, I'd love to sit down and talk with you about this. All of this stuff is, is pretty important when it comes to, to, to getting a home loan. Your credit score, you should know what your credit score is. It's not too tough. Uh, if you've got a credit card, you can pull your credit score pretty easily, at least your FICO credit score pretty easily. Um, but I'd love to sit down and talk with you about this. If you've got questions, give me a call. My name's David Curry. This is the Curry Homes Podcast. My number is 712-790-4179. If you're looking to um, buy or sell a home, if you're looking to figure out what your credit score is, if you're looking for any sort of information on your home, uh, you can give me a call or check out currihomesales.com. That's C-U-R-R-I-E, homesales.com. I hope you've had a blast listening to this. I hope it's been a resource for you and that's been effective for you your future home purchase. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thanks.